the spooky episode 40 of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time in front of a digital studio audience or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or Spotify. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, including subscribing to us on Twitch, using that free sub that comes with Amazon Prime. But if you don't have any loons to toss our way, no big deal. We'll be here no matter what. I'm your team leader today, Nathan, and this week I am joined by the frightening AJ Fraser. How are you doing, AJ? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Oh. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. It's been a good week yeah. so far. I'm back oh, from that's Windsor. Good. That's the important thing. That's very important. So, uh, we've got Super Cozio, um, Alex Cozina. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. <laughs> um, we've got the Stadia Stan, uh, Al- Alex Ballant. How are you doing, Alex? You're going to have to explain that reference, but I'm doing pretty good. It's good to be back, guys. Um, and then finally, we've that. got Deadpool. Where'd uh, Mitch go? Wear a mask. Ah. All right. Can I take this off now? So, Mitch, I don't know what the deal is, but that Deadpool costume, it looks like a dog is meant to wear it. Yeah, it looks like... Like, like something is really messed up. I have a big head, okay? No, but But the nose... Stop shaming me! It doesn't look right. Yeah, no, like, when you you talk, the the nose wiggles just a little bit. Honestly, Is it actually underwear? I've had enough of this bit. Yeah, no one asked you to make this bit, but, you know... But like I said, you should wear a mask. What? What is it? I, I don't. It, it, it is. This is the new face masks uh, that MeUndies sells. Oh. I'm wearing we, underwear on my face, everybody. Are we We're sponsored by MeUndies? No. They're not, not paying yet, us shit. But making moves like this, they might notice us. Oh. Well, we should tweet Also, it's really comfy and I like it and I wanted to show it off. Okay, cool. Um, but happy Halloween, shit. I guess. But seriously, wear a mask. All right. <laughs> so let's get uh, um, some of the uh, some of the homework out of the way. Uh, first off, Mitch, why don't you talk about the charity Smash Brothers tournament we're taking, we're uh, helping present? I will do just that. So we are teaming up with our good friend, Mister Alan Spooner Martinez, former guest of the show, to host a Smash Brothers tournament. This tournament is going to raise funds for the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation. Uh, entry fees, half your entry fee will go towards that cause, as well as uh, there will be ways to donate during the stream. Uh, it's going to be happening the weekend of November the 7th. Uh, we'll be hosting it here. We'll be hosting it on Spooner's channel. We'll send out all those links as we get closer to the day of. Uh, the registration link can be found in all of the promotional material we send out. It's a Discord to go join, sign up, get more information. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a great cause. Happy that Spooner reached out to us to help with, uh, working on this and it's going to be a real good time. We're, I think we're all going to sort of like figure out ways to be part of the commentary team. I know some of you guys have registered to compete. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and raising money for a great cause. So yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. Fuck answer. uh, yeah, no, a fuck answer. I think I'm actually registering my son cause I'll get my butt kicked. So I'll let my son kick all your butts. Uh, I, so. Funny story. I So my mom saw that I, I put this on Instagram. I put it on Twitter. I'm going to eventually put it on my Facebook. Like, get the message out to as many people as we can because fuck cancer. Yeah. <laughs> she texts me. She's like, I want to play. I don't care if I'm going to lose. How do I play? I'm like, mom, you don't own a Switch. You've never played this game. And I love you so goddamn Aww. much. Like, That's so nice. <laughs> it's very nice. 
Um, okay, cool. And next, I'm going to throw it to Cozy so we can talk about his extra life stream. Uh, thank you very much. So yeah, I am hosting an extra live stream again, uh, like last year. Um, it is going to be hosted on November 6th. Um, this is all Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to be starting at 1pm. And I'm going to be going until 1am. I'm going to be playing games such as Apex Legends, Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, a bunch of games made by Red Aleka. I'm also going to be doing some super special awesome live stuff on my live stream, such as building a Pokemon Mega Constructs kit. I also am going to be baking pizza live on stream. I wasn't able to hit my sub goal for hosting my first ever cooking stream, but I still did get a lot of subs. So I figured I'd compensate by basically baking a pizza pie for your enjoyment. And yeah, lots of other excitement and delights await, including some possible surprise guests. Please go and subscribe, follow my Twitch channel right now if you haven't done so yet. And of course, know that you can donate at any time at extra-life.org slash participant slash Cozy Bear Live. I have a very important question. Yes. Are, is the pizza going to have pineapple on it? I mean, no. Okay, good. All right, I can go sub to your channel. Yeah, now. everyone, you know everyone that. donate now. I mean, you... you <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. I feel like I, I would have... So first off, I thought for sure when you saw the schedule that you were going to ask about the Halo thing at the very bottom of the schedule... I mean, I mean, I'm also in for Halo. Like, yeah, me too. But like, pineapple on pizza is a little bit more important. I mean, second thing, Always. yeah, because you know that there. I, you, you guys know that I've been posting my cooking exploits pretty often on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. no. You I do like, know that Carmen, a couple Carmen of was weeks saying ago, today she wants to get your scalloped potatoes recipe. Oh, I'll definitely pass it on. You guys Sweet. do know that I did some pineapple on pizza a couple of weeks ago, right? We don't need to see it, cozy. Yeah, we don't. Oh, need please to don't, do this please to don't do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hold on, like, hold on. like all, all jokes, it. all jokes aside. Like, legit question: Is this something that you guys knew when you said, "Is there going to be pineapple on the pizza"? I knew you've cooked with pineapple in the past. I was hoping you were going to be redeeming yourself with this one, and it turns out you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want me to like? Do we want to talk about actual news, or do you want me to get into a like, big long diatribe? Uh, uh, probably not. No, We've I got just a lot of say, news to go through. I mean, I just want to say, Cozy, it's great that you're doing what you are for Extra Life, yep. and I think we should try to figure out a way for... I mean, I know you're going to play some multiplayer, we're going to try to hop in on your stream, but I think maybe amongst us we could also organize something on another day or, or something. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, for um, sure. And, and I do want to say before we move on that, like, I do have very complicated thoughts on pineapple and pizza that I do want to share at one point, but for the sake of the news today, I will skip it over for the time being. Yeah, at some Don't point we'll discriminate have the... against pineapple. At some point we'll have the Cozy soliloquy about pineapple and pizza it's not even like i'm not even that praiseful for the record oh thank it's god just, like i said my thoughts are complicated don't discriminate that's all that matters let people like what they like and yeah sorry nathan you were gonna say something no i was just gonna say uh i'll be jumping into mary card and fall guys with you and maybe can i play this halo game on my pc is that something i could do if i've never played halo uh yes game? this is uh, the Halo. So here's the thing for the Halo Reach segment of the stream. I'm actually going to be engaging in a grudge match with a person from another Discord server. Oh, so we don't even have to be on that. Fought me in the past. Uh, oh, it is sort of Halo Reach. Press YYZ against this guy. He's it's part no of the chance. Master Chief Collection on Steam. So if you have okay. Steam, you can. Also, play it. if you have it on Game or Pass, they're Game Pass. I was just saying, if I have it on Game Pass, crossplay. Game okay. Pass, you're good. Yeah. Okay. They cool. Are in fact, crossplay. Um, and Cozy, can you uh, describe loyalty badges to me? Because I'm an old dummy and I don't understand how Twitch works. 
Oh, uh, I mean, basically, if you are subscribed to us right now, you should see a loyalty badge next to your name, and that loyalty badge will gradually change and grow over time the longer you've subbed to us. It's uh, just a tiny little detail that I've been meaning to implement for a really long time, and finally I got off my ass earlier today, and I implemented it in full. Super sexy. Nice. So, you guys hear that? You need to subscribe if you want to get this sexy badge in front of your name. Let's do that. Also, our logo is the emote for the channel now, so you can throw that all over the place as well. Yes. Hell yeah. Whenever Especially we raid the away. end of the stream. Well, yeah. when we raid later today, uh, and if you have an idea of who you want us to raid ahead of time, let us know. Uh, make sure you throw those press YYZ uh, signs out. So... Uh, let's get started with what's everybody been playing. We're going to try and keep everything a little bit shorter today because uh, I don't know what happened today, but God, hell, there's a lot of news. So, <laughs> Something's um, in the water. Yeah, some, yeah, something happened today. So let's Someone go Someone was through. drinking some bad Kool-Aid. Um, uh, Alex, why don't you start us off? Uh, t- talk us, Give us the update on the documentary. I've had a very, very busy week. As you guys know, I was not here last week, and that was because... I'll be honest, we were having a rap party for my crew uh, because we finished filming Access Granted with Steve Saylor, friend of the show. Yay, we did it. And, oh my God, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my entire life. It was absolutely incredible. Um, Like, Steve is, for one, doing a documentary on somebody who talks for a living is perfect because i ask him a question he answers 12 of the next questions that i would have lined up he was nice awesome he was phenomenal he was so open to everything that we wanted to do um he also just like gave us opportunities that we weren't planning on um if any of you guys saw on twitter uh head of xbox phil spencer uh wildly might be in my documentary Maybe. Oh boy! Just maybe. That's... When he's come? When's he coming on the podcast? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, he'll be on the uh, Xbox podcast that I do uh, for YYZ about the Series X, but I don't know if he's gonna be on an episode proper. Wait, we're I'm still working X? out the we're still working out the schedule. No, I mean like the YYZ episode of the Series X, like you know. So for those who don't know, in the background, we're trying to figure out how to do our next gen coverage, and we're thinking there's going to be two episodes yeah. of the show that the week that uh, both new consoles come out. One have to be on in the regular one. Wednesday slot for the Xbox, and one probably on Saturday for the for PlayStation, PlayStation Five. I get to be on all of these. Yeah, I get to be in all of these because I'm buying both of these systems. Like a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, Steve is genuinely like he was absolutely a gem through the whole thing and i i don't know if he'll hear this but i'm so happy that he was a part of this like it wouldn't have been possible without him and oh my god there's still a lot of stuff up in the air with this and i'm really excited to see what what happens Uh, with this i hate to do twitch stuff in this because we do it on demand and audio and everything someone clip that thing out that he just said about steve so we can send it to him yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah please um thank you steve you're the best um so yeah, that was, that was, I mean, I could go into more details about it, but if you follow me on either Instagram or Twitter, there's a lot of behind the scenes photos that I posted, like go check those out. Like it kind of has more cohesive thoughts. Like it was just a really, really great weekend and I'm so happy. I can't wait to see we're starting post starting it this weekend. I'm making the paper edit of the entire thing. And then Ooh. from there, we're going to start work slowly working through the 
editing process because we're going like the whole nine yards with it because this um you know i don't want to i don't want to gas myself up uh too much but i think this genuinely could have legs and i'm really excited about that well i'm really excited for you alex i think this is going to be a big deal um and i think it's a topic um a lot of people have been talking about i think steve's the right guy to get on board for this so i'm i am so excited to see what the future brings for you um also coming in the future we have immortals phoenix rising and you guys were able to play it in the way of the future on google stadium in fact alex you're now the stadia stan is my understanding because google retreated uh, stadia retweeted you yeah wildly um yesterday me yeah i know Uh, they clearly they do not listen to this show they clearly not yeah because because one of you shits on stadia and the other one is aj (laughs) <laughs> yeah. oh, look at that so great way to spend a work break yeah so very very uh very quickly um uh i'll let you guys talk just like so i just decided to i brought my xbox controller to work because it's reading week right now and i work at my school so literally nothing was happening so i was just oh. like fuck it time to try uh mortals because i knew the demo was free you didn't need to have stadia pro and so i just played that for my four hour shift and i actually really like the game i wasn't planning on getting it i think i might get it in december what are your guys thoughts on it you go so for it Mitch. i i yeah i streamed it over at uh, twitch.tv slash mr mitch george and i had a very interesting experience where i was streaming it the night that the demo dropped and some of the dev team found the stream and was hanging out in stream and chatting about the game and chatting in French because we know uh, it's uh, Ubisoft Quebec that's that's working on this title and having them in the stream and the the energy they brought to that had me really excited for the game um, but on top of that I it is Breath of the Wild with Greek mythology exactly like you said in your tweet and I am 100% down for that because we all know I loved Breath of the Wild um, if I've got nothing to play in December it's definitely something I'm going to pick up I don't know where I'm going to pick it up, though. That's where my dilemma is. We were having this conversation earlier of Stadia would be great if I was, you know, going places and having it on the go, but we don't go places. We don't be on the go because who goes anywhere these days? Yeah. Um, So I'm honestly leaning towards the Switch uh, review dependent because if it doesn't perform well there, I'm not going to get it there. But uh, having that game on the go, it just it feels like a good game to have on the go. Uh, when that becomes a thing again. Uh, well, otherwise, probably pick it up on the PlayStation. There's a next-gen version of it, right? Nope. Oh, it's not? But backwards compatibility. There is no next-gen version oh. announced. It is coming to PC, Stadia, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Okay, so it should be backwards compatible. Okay. Yeah. Correct. And assuming, at least, like, assuming then it'll also be kind of up I guess, for whichever respect load times be optimized and it run at a smooth 60 instead of it'll probably be locked at 30 on current gen it's weird that because ubisoft has been pretty like pretty forward about being like uh, assassin's creed valhalla and watchdogs both are going to have next gen versions right when they come out and it's weird that this is kind of the outlier in that i don't think it's that weird because i don't think they're putting as much money into this title as they are into those um we know that ac is their big game of the fall watchdogs has been something they've been trying to get out the door for what feels like over a year now so if they had 
stuck to their original you know release cadence of game comes out on the original date and then next gen comes out with next gen it'd be fine unfortunately now everything is running together with some of these titles specifically watchdogs because we've got some review discussion on this later on uh even though none of us have played it just because there's been some interesting tidbits that have come out of those reviews um but it sounds like at least current gen consoles are definitely being pushed to their limits with games coming out this november or december yeah, uh, we'll Absolutely. have some more on that, I think, as we get into news. I think um, yeah. this is going to be a big talk topic point. Yeah. Um, all right. So, obviously, Watch Dogs is about to come out, but let's talk about something that is out now, Mitch. What were you playing this weekend? Uh, I was playing with... Actually, Cozy was in the co-pilot seat with me on this one. We, uh, we, play, we took a first look at the Red Lantern. Which is a new DC uh, Comics roguelike, adaptation? Uh, no, roguelike uh, oh, survival no, the game. Lantern. There is a red. There lantern. are red lanterns in Green Lantern, but this is not that lantern. I'm sorry to say, Nathan. Oh, Hold on a second. Atrocious. You know what? So on our current uh, layout on stream, we have like a stream within a stream because we're looking at our past <laughs> broadcast from this weekend. <laughs> it reminds me of those like DS uh, covers that were like a DS case inside of a ds case oh yes you like, remember like, what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. the the best of games or whatever yeah exactly yeah like exactly the... hmm i, I kind of see that anyways besides the point yeah mitch yeah no i i had a blast with it uh full full disclosure the code was provided to us by pop agenda uh, as they are doing the pr for this title uh, it's from timberline studios it you would have seen it previously in uh at least one, if not two, Nintendo indie showcases. It's essentially a sled dog game. You pick your team of dogs, you try to survive the wilderness, essentially. And I had a blast. It was very serene, but then stressful when managing your hunger versus your dog's hunger and resource gathering and just not... There weren't enough goddamn camps because you need to get to a camp to eat, and we died. Almost every run we died on it was because we went, like, the entire run without seeing a camp. If you but had it, to, could you eat a dog? Yeah. No. That's good. not an option. Good. Oh, I mean, and the thank dogs God that the, could not die. There was okay. an option also in good. the game. There was an option in the game where you could, it, it was off by default, but you could t- say that the dogs could not die. The first thing I did was turn it, change that setting so that the dogs could not die. Because I could not live with myself yeah. if I got a dog um, killed on stream. And seeing how well I did, a dog definitely would have died on stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I really enjoyed uh, playing this game alongside Mitch. You know, what makes this game good is that it looks on stream like there's a lot of like Twitch gameplay involved, but in reality, it's actually more akin to a Telltale adventure game where you're largely kind of making decisions and characters are moving on their own based on your decisions. And so it actually worked out really well where I could kind of offer my input or we could vote on certain decisions uh, live as they were happening. And based on that kind of the game would progress and as a result even though i wasn't you know directly in control of the game via my own keyboard i still felt like i was kind of playing a meaningful part in the game uh you know voice acting wise i think uh ashley birch puts on a great performance visually the game looks great you know one thing i will say though is that the game is something of a roguelike in that every time you enter into the alaskan wilderness certain objects or encounters or events Uh, are randomized by you know uh, one thing that i take great pleasure in when playing roguelikes like uh for example uh what was the vita one where you're a rogue legacy 
Rogue Legacy. It literally has Rogue in the name. You know, one thing that I love in games like Rogue Legacy is that, you know, after repeated failures, you eventually get better and better and better at the starting areas. Uh, and eventually you can get to the point where you can just slide through the starting areas with no problem and kind of eventually start taking on some of the harder, more difficult later areas yeah, uh, with sort of increased efficiency. And over the course of the two hours that we were playing this game, I didn't feel like we were getting any better at the kind of starting section of this game. But, you know, we were kind of chatting it up the whole time and having fun. And I don't know if, like, things would have been different if we'd been, like, really seriously paying attention to the layout of the world and to certain signs that are presented towards you whenever you're forced to make a decision. Like, for example, markers on the side of the road that indicate the presence of campfires or whatnot. Yeah, the only the last thing I want to add is each of the dogs you pick to be part of your team have character to them. So like you're coming from the city, you're bringing the city dog to the wilderness, but at some point that dog got a hanker in for some squirrels. So anytime there was a squirrel, even though we wanted to avoid going after the squirrel, this dog had to go after the dang squirrels. Oh, uh, another awesome. dog was like our fighter. So anytime we ran into wolves, that dog was getting hurt and you have to make the decision. Do I, you know, use my rifle and try to shoot the wolf? Do I just use the rifle to try to distract the wolf so the dog can attack it? Or do I do nothing and hope the dog's able to beat the wolf? Uh, resource management's a big deal. So you only have so many bullets. As you complete these, like, there's unknown achievements in the game. So as you complete different unique events as you travel through this world, like doing something for the first time, like petting a caribou or encountering your first wolf or finding a bear in an abandoned cabin, those items sort of fill in your journal. And the more you fill in the journal, the more resources you have to start each run. So, like, you, you, there is a sense of progression to it, which is really nice, and that carries over between runs. So, yeah, I, I really liked it. I'm going to get back to it for sure. Sweet. Um, you and Cozy, uh, not together, but also got a chance to play uh, both the Crown Tundra DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. That was also together. <laughs> oh, was that? Well, never mind then. I'm alive. Yeah, not only did we get to play it together, we got to play it together twice. Ooh. Both yeah. on uh, Mitch's stream and on my live stream as well. So tell me about the Pokemon you catch. Did you catch a Squirtle? No. Well, that's then that's I don't want to hear any more about this. There are war turtles though. Oh, I and like Charmeleons. I like war turtles, I guess. But yeah, war turtles are, are cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, the Pokemon Crown Hundred DLC is the second major expansion to Pokemon Sword and Shield. It just released a few days ago. Uh, currently, I'm showing on stream the moment in Mitch's stream where he happened to catch a shiny Heliolisk, which made him very, very happy. Unfortunately, Super I duper had to capture a shiny myself, but I'd imagine it's only a matter of time. So the kind of main story of the DLC involves you going to a kind of snowy tundra-like section of the main region from Pokemon Sword and Shield, and eventually trying to uncover a bunch of mysteries related to various legendary Pokemon. Uh, this The story is interesting because very early on, you have an encounter with a legendary Pokemon that straight up talks to you, which I feel is very rare in the mainline Pokemon games. Like, you know, in the anime, for example, there are psychic Pokemon all the time that communicate with humans, but it's very rare in the mainline games themselves that Pokemon will talk to humans, too. W would you say I'm wrong in, in that assessment, Mitch? Or No, I mean, it. so I don't want to get too much into the story, because I honestly haven't gotten too far. I'm... I'm... Sticking to uh, only playing the story content on stream. 
So I've really only gotten as far as you saw me get on stream cozy with interacting mm. with that first legendary. But there's also uh, storylines in the DLC around the new forms of the legendary bird trio mm -hmm. from Kanto, as well yeah. as the a, a storyline around the Reggies. So Reggie Rock, Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, and the two and new Reggie ones F, they've man. added. Yeah, and Reggie Fizeme, of course. Uh, yeah. And the two new ones they've added to the game in this DLC. Um, but for the most part, I have been absolutely addicted, and Cozy, you can probably back me up on this. Yes. Uh, to the Dynamax adventure mode that they've added as part of this DLC. Is that the four player? I saw my son playing this with like teams yes. of four and have to go down different paths or something. I don't quite correct. understand. Was I correct? Cozy, you want to you wanna take this one? Yeah. I mean, so the idea is that basically you and three other people squat up and go down a kind of series of intersecting caverns. At each intersection, you battle a Dynamaxed uh, Pokemon, which is like a super-sized, super-powered Pokemon. Uh, and every time you defeat that Dynamaxed Pokemon, you have the opportunity to swap it out with the Pokemon that you currently have. Uh, one thing I didn't mention at the top is when you first go into Dynamax Adventures, you can't choose any Pokemon from your party. You have to choose a rental Pokemon. So you kind of have to make do with what you have at the start and what you kind of come across along the way. And you can, depending on the paths that you take, you can get certain items, you can get berries that will restore your health. And basically the idea is that you have to go around as strategic enough of a path through the cavern so that when you get to the end, your team will be sufficiently powerful enough to face off against a legendary Pokemon uh, that can come from any one of the prior seven generations in the series. Yeah, And, and it is, yeah, it, it's no. really fun. And it adds a an extra level of strategy that I feel like Pokemon raid battles by themselves were lacking back when Sword and Shield originally released. Interesting. Yeah, the... The, a couple of the nice things is when you get to the end of the adventure, you first of all, if you're going to play this, catch every Pokemon you catch along the way. They all have a 100% catch rate. You cannot miss it. You could throw a Pokeball at these things and catch them, even the legendaries, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. When you get to the end of it, you would have four Pokemon, including the legendary, if you catch everything you encounter along the way. Each one of those Pokemon has a 1 in 300 chance of being shiny. If you have the shiny charm, the odd is one in a hundred. So you have a 1% yeah. chance at a shiny Pokemon in this game mode, which is unheard of in Pokemon. So oh. I've gotten two thus far. The Heliolisk, the Heliolisk sorry, that Cozy Shop, uh, showed me catching on stream, and a Karkhole, which was introduced this generation of fire rock type. Uh, hmm. It's blue. It looks amazing. I love it. Um, and I'm going to keep playing this mode just because the shiny odds, including shiny odds for any legendary you can catch in this mode. So for a lot of these legendaries, you haven't even been able to get their shiny form before in a reasonably accessible way. And now you do, because anytime you go through, if you choose not to take the legendary at the end of the encounter, you can like bank that path. So when you go into your next run, you can choose to face off against that legendary at the end, no matter what. So it allows you to grind for the same Pokemon. If there's, let's say, you want a shiny Mewtwo and you encounter Mewtwo once, you could keep doing it, and those odds of one in a hundred are eventually going to pay off for you, which is great. So, in the 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 appeal of a shiny is that it is so rare. Does increasing the odds of you getting it not diminish the the feels you get when you actually get one? Because I feel like for that's, some it might that's for what me, it, it would doesn't. do for me. What about nope. you, Cozy? I mean, uh, partially, yes, uh, mm -hmm. but I will admit that there is a thrill of encountering a Pokemon in a color that 
you typically don't see it in that I still get when I encounter a shiny every now and then. And for that reason, I'm perfectly fine getting my hands on shinies more easily, even if it does take away some of the luster. Uh, I have a question. Um, is the legendary Pokemon missing it? No, in this. Uh, see, I, I thought you were going to ask, like, oh man, is the legendary Pokemon Charmander? I heard that he's very legendary, missing no. Yeah, he can clone your rare candies. They, they, there was like missing no appeared in like a form up until like the third or fourth generation of the Pokemon games, but he hasn't been seen in a while. All right. Um, okay, so we've talked about Pokemon. Um, AJ, tell me uh, about yeah. what you've been doing. Uh, yeah, so um, my girlfriend came over uh, on the weekend, and I put a Stadia controller in her hand, and I took my other Stadia controller, and we played some uh, split-screen Human Fall Flat you on Stadia. You split-screen on Stadia? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a real console without the physical device. It's amazing. Yeah, but how many USB ports does your Stadia have? Because if you don't go out and shell out for their controller... Everything has to be wired. I, I mean, uh, actually, no, you don't have to do that necessarily anymore. But well, fuck me. Yeah. Um, y if you have a Bluetooth controller, that works just fine. But their controllers also come with USB-C, and USB-C is the future. So um, is it anyway, because um, I just bought a brand new device that does not have USB-C. Yeah, I don't understand how that. I've happened. been trying to tell you that. Well, it's we'll garbage, talk about that in a minute. But... We'll talk about Ugh. that in a minute. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, my girlfriend uh, doesn't play a lot of video games. Uh, for her birthday, I actually got her a Switch and uh, the Spyro uh, Reignited Trilogy, and she's been uh, making her, her way through that and having a fairly fairly good time. Um, other than that, like uh, things like Mario Kart are more or less the, the kind of games that she's interested in. Um, and so I figured I'd give it a shot with this, because this is... This is something that I'm not necessarily going to be 100% dominant at. Um, like, say, like if, if I put, put a controller in her hand and started playing against her in Smash Brothers or something like that, you know, that just wouldn't be fun for her. Um, but this was a good cooperative experience where, you know, you know, if she got stuck trying to climb a ledge or something like that, um, I could actually try to physically manipulate my character to help her up the ledge or something like that. Uh, if, she, if she needed it, as she gains the dexterity of uh, using all, just in general, this uh, new controller that she has not really held before. Um, and uh, as the video that you're seeing on, on the Twitch stream goes on, you can see uh, as she's getting her legs and she's learning uh, how to go through it, um, ultimately what happened in that video uh, was her uh, telling me what to do and saying, hey, put, take this, put this there, and, um, you know, and solving the puzzles on, on her own. Um, Human Fall Flat is, is kind of an older game. Um, it, stylized pro it, it came out after gang beasts and is very much inspired by that mo movement yeah. in it um and it, it's very clumsy and this this is the kind of movement and the, like the it, it's just a little bit more control on it than say fall guys has that um that makes me feel like if i screw up it's my fault and not the game fighting against me necessarily because it's all kind of part of the game. 
Um, yeah, uh, we we uh, we had a pretty good time for a couple hours uh, playing through uh, a good chunk of levels on that. Um, yeah, okay. it's, it's it's fun. Yeah, sweet. All right. Um, well, that looks like an interesting good game. Job. I've heard of Human Fall Flat, so now I'm interested in trying it because I think that looks. Like I think I think it'd ditty. be I think it'd be uh, interesting for you to put uh, a, into your kids' hands and play around with them. In yeah, that, I can see that. Sure, I can see that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, uh, Mitch, you've got a live unboxing for us. Yeah. So you haven't told us what this know, unboxing is. Cozy as cozy is fully aware of it is the 35th anniversary of super mario brothers is it like so what i've got for you today is if this would reset uh, i can't the, really yeah, see yeah, it's all what pixeling. it is give me a yeah. second give me one the second what it is on, is it the, is the super mario 35th anniversary pins that were available ooh. via oh. the uh nintendo things so you had to complete some quests to do some things and get some points, including buying a $80 game. They probably shouldn't have been $80, but hmm. now, wow, these are really nice. That's I have I not opened this yet. Pins. And I'm looking at these pins and they're really nice. And do you guys want to see them or should I just keep these to myself? I mean, I mean you, you can, can try showing them again, but I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know how an unboxing works. I'm new to this whole internet thing, but just look at those I pins. I remember my first time on the And internet. for those on audio, I'm sorry I'm doing this. I will yeah. tweet out something later with these pins in it, but I'm really cool. happy I got these. I was planning on getting the game anyway because I've never played Sunshine, so I want to play Sunshine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, these pins are really nice. And I'm glad I got them. I'm sorry that you want to play Sunshine. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. What can I say? Uh, you too. I'm looking forward to when you do eventually get around to playing Sunshine, Mitch. We need to talk about something in relation to that game. I, I played it one day on stream, and I was going to make that like my Sunday game, and then Pokemon mm. DLC came out. Right. You should have planned that so, better. You knew that DLC was coming. I did, but I didn't think it was going to hook me the way that it did. Now that's all I can play mm. on stream because it's all I can play. Okay. What happened to Avengers? We're going to pick up the pace here because we still got one or two people to get through here. But Mitch, you want to talk about your iPhone 12 Pro, which doesn't have USB-C for some reason? It's so pretty. Look at USB-C this thing. USB-C is the feet. It yeah. looks like an iPhone to me. Actually, it is an well, iPhone, it, it's but it's different so. though. It looks different. Look at that edge to edge display. Looks the same. Yeah, those almost. are overrated. Yeah. I like a good back, forehead on my phone. Yeah. They went back to Look at that camera system. All those cameras. Yeah, so how- it, I was due. I, I mean, I wasn't due for an upgrade. I could have just replaced the battery in my iPhone 10, but the thing was starting to chunk a little bit, which like it was, it was chugging as I was trying to do stuff. Um, so I was due for an upgrade, and I know Alex is looking at my phone like, "Where's the big one?" Uh, yeah, he wants the that, big one. That fucking Max, man. I'm <laughs> so excited. That, that Dude, the low is- light, the low light camera on this phone is no joke. That's what I'm. Honestly, that's the thing I'm the most excited about. Have, sure. you, have you guys tried It'll the be Pixel's way better if you have sight? like i mean the, I the issue here is Android, it's like it, it's ai driven night vision or night mode so you really with a tripod would probably be your best bet just because any slight movement as it like tracks yeah. the scene and everything does look a little granular um but it's still it's phenomenal what they've done with it i'm that's very I'm happy exci- with this purchase that's what i'm excited about with the the 12 pro max because of the sensor shifting that's one of the biggest reasons why I decided to go with the big phone instead of the little phone is because of that feature. Because this is the first time they're like, oh, no, the big one's going to be different, though. 
Because mm. most of the time, uh, it's literally just been the big one just as a bigger screen. It's this just time the it's big actu- one, yeah. This time, it's actually, like, significant camera differences. So that's why I'm going to be getting that, yeah. Also, bat- I got a bad Apple to give out because Apple packs this thing with a USB-C to lightning cable and no power adapter. Dude, Apple's fucking weird. So Apple's I mean, really fucking weird. So so it's like the laptops. It's like USB-C. Nobody wanted USB-C on the laptop. Or they wanted USB-C, but not exclusively USB-C. And Apple's like, yep. mm, no. But like everyone wants USB-C on the phone. But they're like, whoa, guys. That's that's a bridge too far. That's like, going what too the far, f- yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, Apple? So that cable is exclusive, exclusively my charge phone at work because I have a, a newer MacBook for, for work. So that will just stay over there. And yeah. what the hell? Yeah. You it's can... also with the MagSafe as well. People are like, oh, we want MagSafe back on the laptops. Oh, you want MagSafe? Okay, we're going to put it on the phones now. I did buy a MagSafe case that should be here tonight. If it shows up during the show, I'm going to get Carmen to go grab it so I can show you on stream. But I, I, I caved there. Because I also – so something Apple does that is really nice is you can trade in your old device, and they'll properly recycle it for you. And they'll give you a beefy gift card to boot. So I got a beefy gift card, bought myself a case – might go out and buy ourselves a home pod or something with the rest of it or some more smart nah. lights or something along those lines because apple does sell those things in store or an xbox controller yeah i don't, I don't know if i got aj back with that one but i mean yeah I, it's better than everything else you've said <laughs> yeah so all right so well i just kudos to apple for that but bad apple for cable inbox no headphones no power adapter bad apple um yeah. okay cool. i stole that one from brian tong go support him on youtube he's great um, so I just want to quickly talk about two games I've quickly uh, played a little bit um, for review. One is called, I'm going to say this wrong, Onoe Chanbara Origin. One. One Chanbara. One Chanbara Origin. So uh, I'm just uh, to break it down uh, by syllable. One Chanbara. One Chanbara. Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I'm Japanese now. Um, but it's yeah. it's a fun hack and slash, um, hack and slash uh, bloody game starring uh, anime titty women uh, that nice. wear almost nothing in it. Uh, but it's actually fun, fun to play. Just blood all over the place. Um, there's weapon durability and the fact that you have to every once in a while stop your combos and um, swing your sword to get the blood off your sword. There's That's a meter cool. on your sword that says it's got too much blood and you got to swing it off. Um, and you basically slice through zombies in these different levels um, as it tells the story. So um, like there's like hundreds of them that are coming at you all at once. And they're like, there's cool death finishers, executions. Um, I've played, uh, this is a remake of the first two, I believe is my understanding. So it's mm. getting back into the origin. I know I played one a few years ago um, and Definitely, the everything was a little more updated with newer things. As this is a re, like a remake, so it doesn't quite have all the same features. But super fun to play, just a mindless hack and slashes you go through with some cool, really cool bosses. This is um this is one of the series I remember very distinctly from like the late PlayStation Two, early like Xbox Three Sixty, PlayStation Three generation. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna ask like, wow, I'm shocked that this series is still around. 
but hearing that it's a remake of the first game is like, oh, that actually makes sense because there are a lot of like next generation remakes of older PlayStation and Xbox era games nowadays. Well, I think it was um... not, not, and that's not like an insult or anything. Yeah. I'm sure I totally believe you, Nathan, when you say this game is a lot of fun. But yeah, you can see her is. costume. I don't know why, but she walks around with a barely there bikini as she kills things. That sounds like a waifu game. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun to play. That's the important thing. The other game I've been playing is Pixel Puzzle Makeout League, um, which is a, a Switch game, which will be coming out in a few days on the 30th, I believe. Um, so, and Did you play this for review or on your own? No, time? this is a review title. Uh, but essentially, it's a Picross superhero dating sim. As you um, try and stop a supervillain and get to know your other team members on your team, uh, chess, crossword, Sudoku, and Picia. Um, and it's you solve a lot of Picross puzzles. And it's a Picross with a story. Uh, really cute, uh, fun to play. Um, I played it all last night. I got the code yesterday, I think. And I played it like for hours last night and then a few hours today as well trying to get through the story as quickly as possible you can streamline it um because uh, i'm playing all the paths every time that there's an option because i just want to play more picross puzzles honestly um so you could probably get through the game quicker than what i've done because i'm trying all the different puzzles um uh, so i can get all the different avenues so i can get all the different puzzles but it's just an interesting fun to play picross game and something a little bit different and i love picross so yeah um uh i'll this is on switch switch yes i think there's a steam port coming for it too there has so to be. yeah like, like no joke the switch has been like obviously it's been the machine that i played games like mario kart 8 deluxe and mario plus rabbits on it's also been my primary picross machine of this past generation i played the shit out of uh i think it's kimono animal friends picross and lord of the something or other Picross. There's like like all the anime Picross games I just devour on the Switch. So I am like no joke. I am I know I say all the time, oh maybe I might check this game out. I am totally going to check this game out cuz there's always time for Picross. Yeah, it's 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 a fun little Picross game. I wish I had a better name. Uh Pixel Puzzle Makeout League is not probably the best name. Um and I have not seen two I mean, two I think that name alone is going to sell it to a... F that, that will sell it alone to a few people who were not going to pick it up otherwise. Yep, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it's true. Okay, so we're getting close here. Alex, show me your tattoo. I got a Halo <gasps> tattoo. It's hey. a It was the most painful experience of my entire life because it's all over scar tissue, but it looks cool as fuck. My Instagram <laughs> has better pictures for it. That's it right there. No nips on Twitch, though. Hell yeah. No nips? I thought you were allowed to no, show. No, no nips on no. Twitch. Yeah, not... They are mutually exclusive no nips. Oh, I thought they Twitch was leading the free the nip, no nips on free the nip movement. They're no. equal opportunity nipple bands. And yeah. uh, Mitch has a special announcement. He's leaving the podcast, is my understanding. That's the special announcement. No, and I should have said this off the top, and I'm sorry I forgot to announce this, but friend of the show and frequent watcher and supporter of us from day one, Mr. Loki Mike, is today celebrating the birth of his third son, Felix. So shout out to Mike. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Happy, healthy. Yay. And, uh, yay, Mike. Woo. Good job doing that far too many times than you should have. Love you, King. No <laughs> such thing as too many times. So Come but, from the guy with how many kids? Uh, three. Uh, but yeah. now that you're at three, you get the snip. Uh, if you have questions, talk to me. It's uh, 100% worth it. Uh, hashtag. Can I get that at zero? <laughs> sure. 
if you have uh, if you have questions let me know i'll talk to you about healing and everything so um it makes your lives a whole lot easier that being said we are going to now going to go into the dearth of news that we have to cover and try and cover it at a quick pace the what of news the dearth the girth the girth of girth the girthy news uh segment that we've got going on here uh, so we're going to start off all over me. Uh, we're going to start off first uh, with <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077's third delay. Pushing what about it? It's still December, coming out right? on November 19th, right, guys? Right? Yeah, Please? totally. Yep. You can play it exclusively on Stadia that day. <sighs> if it was only coming out on Stadia, I would I would literally get it on Stadia. Fucking I, yeah. God damn it, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> so, okay, no, no. Fuck it. No, 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 no. First things first. He's not in the chat, but let me fucking TJ fucking Private Jeebus. Fuck you. I fucking... <laughs> fucking hate you sociopathic fuck fuck you tj okay i'm ready somebody better cut that for tj what um just a quick yeah. yep. just a quickly I, I i'm so confused let's quickly Sorry. say uh this yeah. is from uh gamesindustry.biz with brendan sinclair writing the report i just want to make sure we're crediting um so yeah no so they've obviously moved the delay um it seems to be an issue with the current gen versions for ps4 and xbox one that seemed yeah. to be causing Just a problem them already. Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that they talked about in their the fucking yellow rectangle of doom that the Internet has labeled it is that they are working on nine versions of this game, which is insane. You'd think that they'd start cutting some of the fat at this point. But where is the nine? Because I count six. So Xbox one, Xbox one X, uh, PS4, oh, okay. PS4 Pro, Xbox Series X, uh, Xbox Series S. Uh, PS5, PC, Stadia. Yeah, I forgot the whole Xbox is doing really weird stuff, plus yeah. this generation was technically like... two generations. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So it's kind of insane. There's a certain, like, it's hard to be like, cut the PS4 and Xbox One versions because, but like, there's such a huge install base for those. So it's like, obviously, they really want to sell to those people who are not going to be getting PS5s and Xbox Series Xs on release. But also, clearly, these are holding this game back, and we're never going to fucking see this game if they're going to try and get it to work on these machines. Like, should this have been a situation where we should have uh, delayed this to next year? I I just feel like, at this point, they just need to stop giving dates. Yeah. Like, what I think at this point is they have to stop supporting hardware that cannot run their game. We're seeing this now with early reviews of Watch Dogs. We're hearing this from other developers who are working on cross-generational titles just stop. Yeah. So it's hard. To I that get point, it. It's money left on the table, but to that you're point, killing your developers uh, shall to we get, get into our next article from VG 24 seven? Sure. Let's uh, talk about that. So this is from VG 24 seven, uh, cyberpunk 2077 PS4 and Xbox one version, seemingly to blame for the delay by uh, Sharif Siad. Um, Saeed. Saeed. Thank you. Sorry. Saeed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently the, uh, we, we know what consoles are holding it back and that's what's causing the problem here. So on an investor's call, they said that the PC PS five and Xbox series versions are ready to go. Wait, like, yeah, the P- PS five yeah. and Xbox series. I thought those were coming yeah. down the line. The game for ple- the quote it's here, running, though, the game those. for PC is ready and plays well on next gen and the company is finalizing the process concerning current gen consoles. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, those were those were being planned for next year. So I'm assuming they're still on track for next year. I misread that quote, but it seems like it is current gen hardware that is holding it back. So my biggest but if con- that, 
like what I'm wondering is if they felt the need to delay it even 21 days how bad are these versions clearly that they didn't think okay we can release it patch it later like these must be real fucking bad well, if they felt the need to delay it and here's my concern because we always talk to people who want physical how bad are these going to be if you don't have internet to update like to patch oh yeah if you just like, tried the to game play went off gold already. yeah the game's gold is pr- it's probably printed at this point so yeah. what if you need this much work uh for a day one patch what does that mean about what's on disc right now I mean, it could be as bad as the situation we're seeing right now with reviews of Watch Dogs on the Xbox One X. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm setting you up to go into a one out for Cyberpunk. Let's talk oh, about Watch Dogs. Oh. I don't think it was next, but it's definitely the one we should talk about next. Okay. Well, let's move to that one next. Is that's a good segue. Yeah. There was. A, wait, is there an article? The about GameSpot this article. The GameSpot article, Cozy, yeah. is regarding Watch it's Dogs. Number three. Number three. Yeah. So. Oh. Was that added relatively late? Because I oh, didn't see yes. that at all. It, it okay. was late. It was late. Sorry about that, Cozy. No problems. Um, it's not a problem. And uh, for the record, for the one that we should should have done in the next order, I don't have access to that page right now. It wants somebody to pay for it. So I, I can I can run you through that. Okay. It's because it's Bloomberg. Yeah. Stupid Bloomberg making us pay for the content. Give me ads. I'll, I'll pay their ads. Or I'll pay their ad bills by looking at those. Um, but oh, anyway, so Watch Dogs Legion is overheating Xbox One X consoles. This is from uh, Gabe Gerwin from GameSpot. Um, but essentially, Watch Dogs Legion, which is about to come out, um, and the reviews have been all right on it. it. No, it comes out tonight. Is it tonight? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's out tonight. It's out at midnight. Is it midnight it's tonight? I thought tomorrow. it was tomorrow. Okay. Well, it's it's technically the 29th, which would be midnight after we record this. But is it going to be playable at midnight? I guess yeah, they usually yeah, unlock I would at midnight. It would unlock, but, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, the count, the countdown on my PS4 says midnight tonight, so that's what I'm going Did with. Did you order it? Yeah. Oh. Somebody said, "Oh, I need someone to record footage for a documentary." Who could? Which that gave me an be? excuse to buy it. I wonder. <laughs> so I'm super excited about Watch Dogs. No, oh, let me rephrase that. After the reviews, I'm mildly excited about Watch Dogs Legion, but I don't think it's a day one purchase anymore. Um, I really liked Watch Dogs too. Um, but there seemed to be, from what um, I've heard, I listened to the kind of funny games cast uh, review cast for it today, and there seems to be a lot of bug issues um, as they play, and that's uh, ranging from, I guess, Xbox One X and PC play seem to be both struggling. So um, it's an interesting um, thing. It, now, this article here is talking about overheating uh, problems that are going on with it. Um, in, we're going to talk about it in read all the read watch all the things but uh, we've got a Twitter uh, thing with Keza McDonald as she's going through her issues and what she's had uh, happen with it as she was playing yeah it's directly related to this like it's quoted in the GameSpot article that Keza McDonald of the Guardian had had an experience with her Xbox One X where she would play the game this issue would occur and she wouldn't be able to turn on her Xbox for like three or four hours from what I was reading, it also like seems to occur on one specific mission, but then it like bricks your console. From yeah. what I was kind yeah. of reading, and it's only the One X version seems to be like the issue where this happens. And I think it's probably because the One X is more powerful, and so it's like trying to push it too much. It's trying Honestly, to push probably, something. The it's pipe probably that a day fit. one bug yeah. they're trying to squash. Yeah, it's 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 some. It's probably got to do something with like the optimization of like the. The yeah. version of that specific version of the game 
So it's too bad that reviews for this game aren't uniformly praiseful because I think that conceptually it's really, really unique. And there have been, you know, no shortage of games in the past that have managed to rise above their various bugs and glitches by virtue of the strength of their core design. And so it's disappointing that it seems like the strength of this game's core design isn't quite there. It's yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see once we at least Mitch and I get our hands on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my, my my plan with it, honestly, is I'm probably going to play it a little bit over the weekend, but I'm probably not going to get too deep into it. This feels like a game I'm going to wait to play on the PS5. I think that's probably the right call, and yeah, it is too. a free PS5 upgrade, right? Yep, that is day correct, one. But, yep, day one. Yep. So yeah, no, 100. percent So I think that's probably the best bet. I'll play it. Um, I have a feeling I will wait for the whatever the 160 dollar version is to get down to 30 bucks. Yeah, Ubisoft uh, games go on sale relatively quickly after that, launch. That's how so. I bought Odyssey. Um, I didn't want to buy it at launch, but somebody needs footage. So, um, so yeah, so disappointing <laughs> about watch, um, Watch Dogs, but what do you do? Yeah. Um, so let's, speaking of disappointed. Speaking about disappointing. Speaking of ruining Alex's dreams. Um, did you hear Cyberpunk was delayed? <laughs> This is the shit on Alex cast uh, this week. Apparently, yeah. welcome back. Is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should skip <laughs> this, this week. week. Most of this happened today. Yeah. <laughs> it literally all happened today. I was yeah. Every time Discord except blew Cyberpunk. Up, yeah. Every time Discord blew up, I'm like, this is. I have to be on this episode now for sure. I can't come up with any excuse because it's all directly related to stuff I'm excited for. So okay, so um, I don't, I can't see the article, but essentially the Halo director has uh, top director has left after the current delay. So he's left three four three studios completely, and he is being um, yeah. repl- uh, I guess because well, they brought in somebody else, a former yeah, Halo so, guy, okay. right? So I, Joseph yeah, Staten. I mean, so, I've got it here. So uh, according, uh, sorry, just according yeah, to Microsoft. Ahead. So this all coming from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. If you have the article like free article to, to view it go click on it give them the view but essentially Mitch, uh, showed me that like a trick you can do is you can just go to outline.com and copy and paste the link to the article there which is how i'm currently displaying the article on stream oh, sweet but if you have the free article to get or the free click to give go give it to bloomberg because they really do great reporting true, true. um Chris Lee, who oversaw production of halo infinite at 343 is no longer working on the title which was confirmed yeah. to bloomberg news he is still a microsoft employee He's the second top director to leave the project in the last two years. Uh, the quote, I have stepped back from Infinite and I am looking at future opportunities. I believe in the team and I'm confident they will deliver a great game. And now is a good time for me to step away. Um, so this is interesting in the sense that, yes, this is the second creative director to have left. But I also do kind of think that this might be that there, I, I definitely overreacted to this when I read it. In the the kind of funny Toronto Discord chat, I speci- I, I remember writing, "Halo Infinite is fucked," but I did a little bit more looking into this, and because a couple the the person who you were referring to, Nathan, a few minutes ago, uh, Jason Staten, uh, Joe Joe well, Staten, Joe, oh yeah, it's Joe. Uh, sorry, there's yeah, so Joe Staten. So Joe Joe yeah Joe Staten was brought back to lead single player, and another senior executive, Pierre Heinz, was brought in to run the multiplayer. Yeah, so he so so Joe has a really interesting legacy with Halo because he was on he was originally part of Bungie. Um, then when Bungie left, he actually did the majority of writing for the first Destiny. But then, because Destiny kind of got rebooted halfway through development, 
all of his ideas got thrown out. He left, went back to Microsoft, and now he's back on three four. Or now he's back to, or he's on three four three now. Back to Halo. And it's kind of interesting that it's like there's a lot of really interesting parallels between Infinite and Combat Evolved when you think about it. Not just in like the like the the way that they're trying to use the nostalgia of the game or of that game, but also just in like the development of it, because Halo Combat Evolved had a really weird development where it kind of got like it had trouble. It oh yeah. Basically they, came together in the last nine months, which I have a feeling yeah. is what's gonna happen with Infinite. And it's, also the it's fact also that my... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, it's it's also my understanding that Joseph Staten is kind of like historically in like in that case even kind of like the closer, the one to to button it all up. So it, yeah. it's quite possible that um the uh what uh, what's his name? Chris Lee who who left. Um the game was supposed to come out right in two weeks. In yeah. two weeks. Um it's quite possible his job is actually just finished and it's yeah. like, well no, you guys just need to make this look good now. But like, mm. you don't need yeah. me here for that. So yeah. I'm gonna go do my own thing or whatever. So the only the only thing that gives me pause about that is that both yeah. st- both the statement from he and from Microsoft were very not like if it was legitimately okay. We've we, he's wrapped on his contribution to the game. There's like the the role is not necessary due to these other guys coming in and filling some gaps that were needed on the team. That'd be fine, but it was just like, nope, I'm out. This is great. Yeah. And then Microsoft was like, nope, he's out, but he's technically still an employee. Why would you say that if he's no longer working at 343 or on this title? Yeah, from my it's understanding, the, the cryptic nature of it is yeah. what's it could just be to me. be oddly spoken, weird spoken PR yeah. stuff. That from my understanding, make any sense. he got replaced around the time that Joseph came back, and he was just kind of in the wings, like not really doing anything. Um, mm. obviously this is a kind of all, this is all kind of speculative, but like, it seems like he, he has, he had been replaced for a little while and this is just like his time where he's like, I'm not doing shit time for me to go. Like, and then it obviously got to Bloomberg. So mm. it'll be very interesting to see. I'm super, super curious now the next time we see this game, because it's got to look real good. Otherwise, like. I otherwise it's in trouble. Like the next so real good is, or real different. This is Both. the question that I want to ask you, Alex. One, when do you think that we are going to see this game again? And two, when do you think that the game is finally going to release? Ooh, so I think we'll probably not see it until like spring next year. It's going to come out November next year because that'll then correspond with the twenty-year anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. And then mm. it'll get delayed I, out of November. You know, it's, After it goes it, gold. It, I mean, it would be a pretty insane delay, but I can believe it. I um, yeah. what was it? Batman: Arkham Knight was basically delayed by a year after they initially announced it for like the fall of 2014. Don't announce release dates till the game's ready to go. Yeah, it's it, it's not unheard of. Uh, I do want to say quickly before we move on, if you want to learn more about the history of the original Halo's development and about the history of many of the subsequent Halos that followed. Uh, you should go and check out uh, this article that was written on Vice a couple of years ago called The Complete Untold History of Halo. Basically delves into the series history told by the people that were actually in the room when it happened. Please go check it out. It's a great read. Did you have to put it that way, Cozy? I think Alex just ran away to go read it, actually. 
I mean, I mean, all I can think of now is Hamilton because he said, "Yeah, no, that's like, how I." No one else was in the room where it happened. Yeah, that's why I thought. Where it happened. I mean, in the room where it happened. happened. I didn't see it. Where it happened. I mean, you do realize that. Watch Hamilton. You do realize that Hamilton was. Hamilton did not originate that phrase, right? Uh, right, but it's what gets caught in my head when you use that phrase. It's exactly what hit my head. And I'm just head. filling for time because Alex left, honestly. So, okay, well, let's move on. Alex left anyways. So, yeah, yeah we don't need him. Um, We've proved the last week we didn't need him. Yep, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so the next thing we have to talk about here, Ubisoft and Netflix partner on Assassin's Creed live action series. This is from uh, game gamesindustry.biz from... Oh God, Marie, Marie D'Alessandri. 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 Ooh, I wasn't terrible, terrible on that time. So, um, but yeah, essentially we uh, have a Netflix um, adaption of Assassin's Creed, and we don't know much more about it. Other than that, it's a live action project, but there's no showrunner on it for at the moment. So, so the, the, the main reason why I threw this in here was not because of this news. Yes, it's cool. Netflix and UB are doing a thing. Uh, we saw after the success of The Witcher on Netflix that, and even the anime Castlevania that video game adaptations can work in a short form serial fashion. So my question to each of you is what video game would you want to see adapted into some sort of television series, be it Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, wherever it might be. What video game do you think would be or make the best television series or short series? Uh, I'm going to cheat right here because I actually wanted to talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed specifically and say that I would like to see a return to Italy during the Renaissance and return to the viewpoint of Ezio. Ezio, like he's one of those characters where, you know, I feel like most gamers have forgotten him by now, but he was a real tour of the force back in the day. And I would like to see him revisited in some new adventure, be it an animated series or live action. Hmm. Um, Yes, Ezio was the best Assassin's Creed character, full stop. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, is that like this article, when I read it, I'm like, ah, I know that for certain they're going to try to shoehorn in some dumb like future side aspect to whatever series they end up making where they're, you know, exploring some disgruntled employees at the evil corporation that are trying to find out secrets from the past. And it's like, just focus on the people in the past. Consistently, the most interesting characters in the Assassin's Creed series have been the people in the past. Just make it entirely about them. And I think Ezio is the one to go with, second being Cassandra from the most recent one. I like the future stuff sometimes and I maybe it's me thinking um, like Quantum Leap uh, because Quantum Leap you would jump back in time uh, all the time to different bodies and different points in history they would uh, like sub in seems like very um, fitting thing for Assassin's Creed if you're doing a show but I think being in and out in one episode doesn't make sense so maybe do like story arcs where you're in and out but um, I, I would like to see all time exp- explored including um, seeing how the games won't do it maybe a Japanese tour yeah I, you know I think a way that they can make the future stuff work is if they were to make it so that whatever they're doing in the past is directly corresponds to some sort of mystery that you're trying to solve in like a specific place or location in the future I, I don't like the fact that so many of the future scenarios in the Assassin's Creed games are like the future person being confined to a very small limited space like a warehouse or like an operating room 
but if they're making it so that like they go into the past using the animus they explore a castle and then they take off the animus and they're in that same castle in the future and they have to figure something out in that that could be cool i mean that's kind of uh, what we got in odyssey a little bit wasn't it yeah and titanfall 2 i like yeah. how no one answered I guess my question oh yes i like how no Mitch. one answered my question but that's fine because all i'm gonna say we don't have to answer it now we can save it for a, a rank but i've got a quite i've got an answer uh, as long as this new series features Michael Fassbender in some way, there's no way it could fail, right? No. Yeah, clearly. Wait, yeah. is this a reference yeah, to something? He was, in he the, was the star Creed. of the Assassin's Creed film. Wasn't that Jake which Gyllenhaal? Was really bad. No, that was no, Prince of no, Persia. No, that was Prince of Persia, which actually isn't as bad as people give it credit for. Okay. I actually kind of like that movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. All right, sorry. I, you, I don't trust you. You're right. Um, but for a show that I would like to see, I'd like to see an Astrobot Kid show from Netflix. I want to see a Halo no. show made by Steven Spielberg. Uh, um, I don't think you're getting that. TV, 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 TV. Forward Unto, uh, Forward Unto Dawn was the best we got. So To, to actually answer your question, Mitch, seriously, uh, okay, you know, I'm for serious. a long time I've wondered how a Metroid series could work, and then uh, a certain series called The Mandalorian came out last year, and I feel like that... I didn't love all that series, but I feel like that series provided a very good blueprint for how a live-action Metroid series could I work. I still have to finish the first so. You just reminded me that The Mandalorian is back this week, and I am now much happier than I was five minutes ago. I have to finish watching right. the first season so I can watch the second because it's got Sasha Banks in it. It's real good. Um, so, okay. It is mostly good. We're going to jump to the final piece of... Uh, official news here before we get into read watch all the things nintendo surprise direct mini confirms hyrule warriors demo cloud gaming and more this is from mobile syrup by bradley shankar um so i did not watch this uh partner direct because i did not know about it up until we sat down here so somebody tell me about what we saw during this partner direct um, i i actually played this demo it's pretty it fun for a muso i may give the full game a shot I I fully was not planning on getting it, but now especially because of Cyberpunk being delayed, and this demo like hooking me, it's a it's fun. It looks like Breath of the Wild, but it's actually fun to play. I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's a honestly like I've never really played any Muso games um like at all, and so for this being sort of my first little introductory, it, they're real fun. You get to kill a lot of things. The original and... Hyrule Warriors was just as fun, in my opinion. My biggest issue with... I, I didn't... Sorry, go ahead, Mitch. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, the only reason I did not play the original Hyrule Warriors is when it originally launched on the Wii U. I didn't enjoy playing the Wii U because of that controller. Then it came out on the 3DS, and it was terrible. So at that mm -hmm. point, they'd already had two chances to pull me in. So the Switch one also never went on sale, which bothers me. Yeah. So I never picked it up. Okay. But yeah, I'm just really happy that they're kind of like go actually they're taking the aesthetic of Breath of the Wild but actually giving it the main thing it was missing which is, you know, a story. So, I'm actually really down It had for a story. It. it all led from the events of this game, which and now that it comes out of my mouth. I just wish that they totally could have had this story first. was. It does, but whatever. So, <laughs> all right. Um yeah, no, I'm curious. I'm still not a big Muso fan. Um I played a bunch of different Dynasty Warriors uh, and uh, Samurai Warriors and Nathan, do you still want to do you still want to run through of what Nintendo showed off today? Oh yeah, that's right. There's other stuff they showed off. What else did they show off? Tell me. 
uh, they, they announced that the streaming cloud game thing that was originally available in Japan with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and uh, Resident Evil 7 oh, yes. is now coming to the West. Interesting. It'll so be used to stream Control, which I is available today, did and Hitman Control. 3 in January. I did actually try Control. It works pretty well. It was a little jello-y, but I, I was playing it in handheld mode, and the Switch doesn't really have good Wi-Fi normally. So, but like, like it was playing that game at 60 frames like there was a teensy teensy bit of input lag but i'm not sure how much i'll chalk that up to my internet specifically or the streaming service it's still hard to tell but it was really weird having control on my switch i didn't play much of it but did, did they have ray tracing turned on for that i don't think so but i didn't play enough to really know sure it looked like my ps4 version of it but I mean, it's it coming through at 720p, right? That too, yeah. Yeah. So, but it was running at 60, which is very surprising. It's more than can be said of the game on my PS4 Pro. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I, I just think it's cool that they finally brought this over to the West. It was so weird when they yeah. originally announced years ago that Assassin's Creed Odyssey was going to be coming exclusively to the Japanese market by way of this technique. And so I'm happy that it's here. Agreed. That was probably more about the infrastructure for whatever servers they're paying, you know, for space on to get these things distributed. They probably I mean, I have guess. the infrastructure ready in uh, Asia, but not in North America. Sure. It's just weird that the game that they first tested it out with was Assassin's Creed, which is a game that we, you know, often associate here with the West Coast. I was going to say, yeah, it's a Western RPG, to be certain. Yeah. Uh, so Nintendo also, I, I think the date for Age of Calamity had already been announced. That was November twentieth. Yep. They also they also shadow dropped No More Heroes and No More Heroes Two: Desperate Struggle on the Switch for twenty five dollars, both discounted to twenty two fifty at launch. Uh, and No More Heroes Three is coming in twenty twenty one. All right. Bravely mm. uh, so- Default Two is coming in February of twenty twenty one. Another game called. Riftland Switch Edition, which looked really cool because it's uh, from uh, was it Clay Entertainment? Uh, looked really good. Coming next year, uh, Bakugan is still a thing. My kids um, want Bakugan. Story seasons right now. That's what they're asking eh. for for Christmas. I don't get it. Yeah, did did yep. Cyberpunk get delayed to make room for Zelda? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. New we, story. We solved story it. is. Yeah, new story of seasons game coming. Some surviving the aftermath, Tropico Six, and they reminded you that Fe- Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which uh, Bradley uses a colon here, and as far as I know, the game doesn't have a colon in its title, uh, is coming along uh, current and next gen consoles on December third. And they announced this is the last mini direct of 2020. Hmm. So hmm. we're gonna get a full one. <laughs> I mean, if that's I think, what the internet will speculate. We will see nothing until January. Yeah, I mean, yeah, legitimately, right. I think that if there ever was an opportunity for them to kind of cleanse their plate and beef up for a big, meaty, proper Nintendo Direct, I think that now is the best time in forever. So one might say girthy. True, they could say girthy. That's I'm totally glad, correct. I'm glad Nintendo to hear you PR, embracing this. Contact us. We'll we'll be in touch. We'll let you guys use the word. Yep. I thought we wanted MeUndies first. Why are we going to Nintendo? I mean, they can contact us, too, if they want to use the girthy underwear. Yeah, um, sure. While we're at it, can we have Manscaped? Uh, I love Manscaped products. You can sponsor us, too. If you like sponsoring yeah. podcasts. Yeah. 
See, I've never be been nice. comfortable with with doing stuff in that area. Oh, I love my Manscaped razor. It works perfectly. In fact, uh, my wife. Yeah, just look at his head. Yeah, my, actually, I have used yeah, my use head. Promo which code had, YYZ. Both of them. Which which had Ajax. Uh, my wife liked it so much. We bought a second one for her. She thinks they should do a woman scaped uh, in pink. Ladyscaping. Ladyscaping. Um, oh yeah, and, see, then, and charge five more bucks. Hit us for up. It we'll help you with pink. the brand. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get your uh, women's uh, stuff set up. Um, so, but yeah, hit us up, Manscaped. Somebody clip that and send it to Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And okay. and uh, MeUndies and Nintendo. Yeah. Clip that yeah. too, but like specifically the manscaping part, and send it to Nintendo, and then clip the <laughs> MeUndies one and send that to Manscaped. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> Look how good we do. Um, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so let's get into read, watch all the things here as we go through here. Um, so uh, we got a few different articles. First one's from GameIndustry.biz from Rebecca Valentine. Uh, the first 12 hours of PS5 pre-orders match the first 12 weeks of PS4s, which I can't even wow. imagine. That's really surprising. And we're also seeing, at least in Canada, Best Buy has announced they will not have consoles in stores. They're pushing everyone to online. And I think that online is going to be the only way you're going to see a console this year or for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I like what they went up on Best Buy and sold out before the stores were even ready to try sell pre-orders that um, day. So they just blew all their pre-orders through online. Um, and I, I did uh, confirm this with a Best Buy manager when I was visiting a store for my job um and yeah i know that 100 percent the case they want no foot traffic they'll be directing people away at the front door if they're looking for consoles um because they will what, have none to be had what you should do uh if you're desperate is just keep an eye out at your shopper's drug mart when you're going out to get your essentials oh yeah that's a good call you might you might walk away with a console. So it, also keep an eye on Al Babbins on Twitter because that's how most of us Canadians get our consoles in the first place. Yep, it's true. Yeah, we got the links and uh, we pre-ordered them up, and I really hope Best Buy gets them here on time. Uh, God, please are, don't are we all Best Buy? Best Buy? We're all Best Buy for, for PS5. Yeah. yeah, for play, PS5. Oh God, yeah. if Best Buy does not come through, and we have nothing to talk about that weekend. <laughs> we have a whole show <laughs> scheduled around it. None of us get our boxes. That would just be like, what the. Best I, I would make like a PlayStation Five out of like cardboard parts and do an unboxing with that. <laughs> unboxing, like, I would, like by now somebody has like probably put a high res <coughs> series of images of the PlayStation Five box on online. I'll just print that stuff out, glue it to a cardboard box, and the whole internet will be fooled. Um, <laughs> It'll be great. awesome. Uh, so let's move on to the next thing. Uh, <sighs> season seven of Apex Legends is coming. Cozy, are you excited about this? Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, Look, I'm not going to talk very long about this. Uh, Season 7 of Apex is coming along. Uh, There is a new hero coming. Uh, She has various gravity-based powers. Yes, she is Scottish indeed. Um, The entire season, well, at least uh, for the immediate time being, is going to be taking place on an entirely new map that is set inside the clouds. I'm going to skip ahead in the trailer just a little bit so that we can see a brief look at it. Um, It's a little bit different than what I was expecting it to look like. I thought it would be more akin to, like, Columbia from Bioshock Infinite or uh, Elysium from Metroid Prime 3 in that I thought there were going to be a lot of like holes in the floor that were going to make falling to your death very easy. It's actually more sturdy of a city than that. In any case, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, but what is, I think, going to be the most fun 
is the fact that this season of Apex is introducing something that previously only existed in um, Call of Duty Warzone, at least amongst the battle royales that I play, which is vehicles. You're now finally going to be able to ride around and wreck shop on wheels or on anti-gravity emitters that are emit, uh, underneath these vehicles, which are called tridents. So it so, sounds yeah. like um, uh, if you actually ram your vehicle into somebody, the the person will just bounce off. You're not going to like run them over, um, which I mean, kind of makes sense for the fact that there's no actual fall damage either, right? So. Yeah, but just the experience of being able to ride around at high speeds is, makes it worth it, even if they're not as deadly as the vehicles Absolutely. in Call of Duty. Right. I am out. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, so we talked about Kaza McDonald as we linked it to the earlier thing, but go check her Twitter thread out about the issue she's having, um, the issue she's having with Watch Dogs um, on the Xbox One X. I think it's important uh, to go check that out and just be aware. Um, yes. And then finally, uh, in the read all watch things, we have a trailer for No Man's Sky: The Next Generation. AJ, you must be excited for this. I uh, am. Uh, it sounds it's the it's the first instance of um, v proper VR support for something uh, next uh, next gen that that is available because um, it's going to be the next generation port of the game. You're gonna get it for free on PS5, um, like a free upgrade from the PS4 version, um, and your uh, PSVR will work with it. Um, you just need to get the, the special little dongle from the PlayStation website, <laughs> which uh, is actually free. Um, apparently, you just need to put in the... Um, it's linked. We're, we're going to get to it in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, the the serial number. I've for got your, I've um, got the I've got PSVR. the details because yeah. I've got it in uh, deals of the whatever. I've got to do that after. Sure. This yeah. So, but yeah, No Man's Sky uh, looks great, and it's also going to be a thirty-two player multiplayer instead of sixteen. Sweet. Now, so hmm. maybe it's yeah, finally nice. time I get into it. We'll see. It's not one of the free games it in the might PS be. Plus collection, is it? It's no, but it should pass. be because I bought that game at launch at full price, and I have it on a disc, so I'm not even gonna get to play it in my PS5. Oh. So. Sony, fix that. All right. It's also on Game Pass. Maybe, uh, um, maybe one day. Yeah, it is on Game Pass. I just want to play it. Yeah, Game Pass isn't on PlayStation 5. Yeah, but I have a quick it's question about... PC. Yes, Quick ahead, question Chris. about... Sorry, No Man's Sky. Um, you know, I remember when this game first came out, and this is not me trying to troll. This is a legitimate yeah, question. Yeah. I remember when the game first came out, one of the most popular gifts that you could see online was a gift comparing what dinosaurs looked like in trailers ahead of the game's release versus... Mm -hmm what they looked like when the game actually released, where yeah. the first one made it seem like, oh man, it's going to be like Jurassic Park in space. And mm -hmm. then the second one, it, it looked like that Halloween dinosaur costume just puts it around everywhere. Yeah. Did they significantly improve the dinosaur graphics? Um, I, I think they did. Um, they, they definitely kind of hit a middle ground where you're going to see like little, little pods of pods, meaning uh, little groups, I'll say of, of, uh, very similar looking creatures to each other um, and you know whatnot but um, they also um, in the pre in previous updates um, did allow for increased scale of the the um, creatures that you find as well as the previous update the uh, origins update uh, had uh, giant dune like sandworms in it. So, hmm. 
yeah, the the giant creatures are there. There's dinosaur-like creatures. They're probably rare. Um, you're not going to see a brontosaurus walking around. Uh, you're going to see these procedurally generated from random parts things, and you might get lucky and see something that looks somewhat realistic. Sweet. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. exciting. Uh, good to see No Man's Sky. Go, uh, no Man's Sky. I uh, wish I could talk today. Yep. Still kicking it. Um, and really bring the updates and I guess coming in up to their promises that they made with the original game. So yeah, yeah absolutely. And the fact that it's all the fact that it's all free updates. You haven't had to pay for anything else other than the the base game yeah no that's so. pretty amazing oh it's um it, it's good to see them do that i'm glad to see hello games get a bit of a reprieve there um so it's raining deals uh we got a few deals to talk about here a lot of um game pass and ps plus uh the first thing i want to drop in just for us canadians in the states um they were doing a burger king ps5 uh promotion where you could potentially win a ps5 i've seen a few one already in my gaming groups on facebook uh from people in those groups um so it sounds like they've got a good amount of them that is now available in canada so i just refreshed my status ba, 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 ba. on the well i don't think that's the right sound what's the burger king sound? so what you're what you're telling me is i need to go to burger king for lunch tomorrow. yeah i went to burger king with my wife for lunch and we got two separate whopper we got two whopper meals uh but we put them on separate uh, receipts for easiness and uh yeah so now they are i've put them through the web app and they say they are in process Ooh, so we'll see if i, I win a playstation if i do i will probably tweet about it do you, Amazing. Do, do you need to buy a specific product or it's just any, like I could go in there and buy it? It has to be a Whopper meal. It has to be uh, a Whopper meal. Um, okay, that's good yeah. to know. Carmen. Can you do it on Uber Eats? Oh. I don't think you have to do it on Uber Eats. That's not true. Um, no, I said can. I don't, I don't think oh. you could because I think the code is on the printed so receipt. So it's not a code oh, on the okay. receipt. You have to scan the receipt and circle the. It has you take a picture of the receipt. There's no code you enter. You have to circle the line where the Whopper is on it. Um, oh. Hmm. Yeah. So, and then you just so upload maybe the receipt. You could do Uber Eats. I, I think as long as you have a valid receipt. The problem with the Uber okay, Eats. Okay. Yeah. I'll just put in the. I'll put the in the the notes. Please give me the receipt. Yeah. Uber Uber yeah. Eats. Well, there might be a receipt like stapled to the bag or something. Like we ordered sushi tonight from Uber Eats, and the receipt was on the bag. So it depends restaurant which restaurant to restaurant. They might do that. Yeah, I've never done Uber Eats from Burger King. So, um, so I mean, Alex, you could also just walk to Burger King. Yeah, so just be aware we're not being ripped off in terms of (laughs) prizes for PS5s. Uh, So if you want to win a PS5, potentially, and I've seen people win them that I know in different groups uh, win one, uh, it is possible. So uh, next up, uh, Mitch, you've got a few deals here. The first one is games coming to Game Pass with probably the most important game being Grim Fandango, uh, one of the best written games of all time uh, from the legendary LucasArts Studios and uh, Tim Schafer. No. Uh, yes. Best game coming to Game Pass. Is it's the second best game. So uh, you've got, yeah, you've got a ton of old school um, adventure games from said studio. Uh, Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle Remastered, Grim Fandango. Uh, that's all I see from them. Uh, but then you've also got Celeste coming to Android console and PC. Com- Comanche, which is, I think, like a helicopter game, is coming to PC. So that's fun for all you PC dorks with flight sticks. Um, Knights and Bikes is supposed to be very I've good. I've heard good so things I'm, about I'm that. I'm looking forward to checking that out on PC. Greg Miller November liked that 5th. game, I believe. 
Uh, Scourgebringer, I've heard really good things about. Only coming to Android, which is interesting, because that's like xCloud, but it is, and that's coming on October 29th. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming to Game Pass over the next few weeks. I'm just going to say, if you haven't had a chance to play any adventure games, um, Full Throttle Remastered, one of my favorite uh, PC games of all time. Um, Day of the Tentacle uh, Remastered is an excellent update. I That was the one I hadn't played, and uh, Grim Fandango. There are legendary games and they're great if you need to use a guide just use a guide to get through it but they're really worth playing um i love those games i wish we had more point and click adventure games god they're so good anyways so also uh we've got the playstation plus collection details uh revealed with some new stuff number one uh we have bug snacks coming to the ps5 um, whoa, whoa. and it's going to be launching about bug snacks. with ps5 i think on the 14th and then it will be there till january 12th. 4th or sorry the 12th you're right um it'll be there to january 4th because they want to, uh, to have access for it for more than a month um uh, interesting tidbit there is that it, they are saying it is exclusively yeah. the playstation 5 version of bug snacks that is available on playstation plus so either we're not getting cross play next generation with titles like this or they've made a deal where it's not going to be crossed by because they want to do this promotion or i don't know by, but it's, by the it's sounds strange of it, the way they've by the sounds of it it sounds like they just with this specifically they um you know if you get the ps4 version you, you can upgrade it uh but the, have they said that i don't I know if they have so hmm. uh the, i was listening to uh kfgd earlier today and i think that something like that was said um and then yeah the um it's it's yeah it's it's going getting the ps5 if you get the ps4 version you can upgrade it but okay getting the ps5 I, version you can't go backwards yeah there's a press release out from young horse uh from young horses the developer and i'll i'll throw this into the discord if cozy you want to throw it on screen um but essentially they've said that the playstation plus version is a special version of the game so the free version of the game won't have all the benefits of just buying the game outright. Anyone who buys the game on PS4 can upgrade to PS5. Anyone who buys the PS5 version gets it for PS4 as well. But the PlayStation Plus version is only redeemable for the PS5 version. of. The but game. it's not the full Got game? It. Well, it's the full game, but it doesn't offer the cross-generational the cross okay. purchase. Cool. Interesting. Okay. So, um, yeah, which, Pop Agenda, if you still want to okay. hit us up with review codes, um, I would like a cross-generational one. So my boys can play it on their PS4. I will reach out to them when that becomes available, but we get most of our stuff from them on Epic. Oh, well, come so. on, hit me up. I'll take that. Um, but anyways, so the other things we have coming are Middle Earth Shadow of War, which apparently they fixed the bad microtransaction issues with, I hope. Um, yeah, they fixed that a very shortly after the game came okay. out. Um, and then so. Hollow Knight Voidheart Edition. Uh, I've heard Ooh. many good things about Hollow Knight, and I've never bit the bullet it's on really, it. It's really, really good. Fantastic. So, um, and then we also, good they've also, to the collection, PS Plus collection, which already had an insane value, added in Call of Duty Black Ops 3, uh, the Zombie Chronicles Edition. So if you like Call of Duty, this is a great thing for you. And if you enjoy Bandicoots, the Crash Insane Trilogy is on there. I don't love Crash and crash games i'm gonna try it seeing how it's included um but i don't have fond memories i don't think they're good games so but i'm interested to try that one uh something else of note is when they originally announced the collection they announced that final fantasy 15 was going to be in it today they've clarified this... that is the royal edition of the game. oh that's everything what then. does that mean that's oh, dlcs okay. and everything i'm assuming 
Okay. That's yeah, cool. that that's the full uh, kit and caboodle. So um, that'd be like if Persona included the Royal Edition. Yeah, that's weird that it's just base Persona Five. Well, the Royal's so new this year, I don't think they want to give it away yet. That's true. So yeah. um, I get that. And then the final piece uh, that we have is uh, an Albavin's deal, which I cannot see. Um, oh, yes, that's right, the dongle. Oh, this is this is the PlayStation camera adapter for PS5. Uh, anyone that does click through and do it, do it a few times because it took me about 10 attempts of entering my PSVR serial number, which you can find on the back of like the, the box. receiver box. Mm -hmm. um, the website shows you exactly where you find it. Uh, it took me about 10 tries to go through because basically you have to trigger a second uh, like CAPTCHA verification. And there's there must be a bug or something because it took like ten attempts before that second one came up. So it's, if it bug says or it's overloaded or yeah. something, it could be. It seems more like a bug to me because it was fairly consistent. Sure, um, I have a lot of people telling me that nobody has PSVR, like, so it can't be that many people. Exactly, I was able to get through eventually. It just you had to <laughs> you had to try a few times. So don't give up if it says. Uh, you know, contact support. Don't do that. Just keep clicking. Yep. Uh, Mitch, did it tell you when you would get your dongle? No. When you could expect Which to have I'm your a little concerned about because I. So we're working on some stuff behind the scenes, but I was a little apprehensive using my current address, um, if that says anything, um, just because I don't know if that will be it, and or I don't know how long it's going to take them to to ship these things. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's pretty quick. Um, all right. Fingers crossed. So that is, it's raining deals. We've covered everything here. So now we're going to jump into topic of the show. How are we doing time-wise here? Oh, we're not doing too bad. This is going to be a bit of a truncated about one. an hour and a half? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we got about 30 minutes um, to go over some of our spookiest gaming memories. Spooky. Spoop, spoopy. Spoopy gaming memories. Um, I don't have a lot of spooky gaming memories, so I'm going to... Uh, just start off with mine. Um, it's just one of my favorite games to play at Halloween. Um, and it's actually free in the Epic Game Store uh, right now until tomorrow. Um, nope, might be till the end of today. Um, I think it's the end of, end today, of today. So, uh, so if you need it, uh, redeem it there. But Costume Quest Two, uh, uh, another double fine uh, joint, as we were talking about uh, some of the the Tim Schafer adventure games. And this is a RPG where your kids in costumes trick or treating and you get those powers of those costumes and it's just wholesome and a lot of fun. Very nice. Is uh, costume plus two, a game that scares you and gives you the shivers though? No, I don't like games that scare me and give me the shivers. That's why I'm talking about costume quest two. Hmm. <laughs> what about, like, like, are, are there any, like, non-horror games that you've played that, like, have really kind of scared you or given you the shivers? Any, um, hmm. Ooh, I, I played a Crash Bandicoot once, and that gave me the shivers. I tried, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I tried Breath of the Wild. Did not like that one. So, uh, that gave me the shivers playing it, because it was just not a good Zelda game. and made me so disappointed. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> So, uh, but no, honestly, there's nothing that stood on my head, head of something that was like spooky. I typically avoid spooky games. Um, yeah, okay. uh, just not my not my jam. But I, I did think I want to show to a costume quest because I think it's a wonderful little game. And it's really how like it's Halloween themed as you're trick or treating and going around people's houses. Um, People go trick or treating. 
That sounds like a novel idea of things that won't happen in 2020. Uh, we have trick-or-treating happening sounds this year unsanitary. in our neighbor, neighborhood this year. So, You're letting your kids go out this year? Yeah, London said it's good uh, for people to go out, and you just got to practice uh, proper things when handing candy over and stuff. So um, we're, we're, we're good. I think in GTA you're not allowed to. So, um, nope. <laughs> so sorry. So, but yeah, the kids. Ah, oh, damn. We will be doing a little bit of trick or treating this year as I walk around in my inflatable costume, which I will share on that day. Uh, See, that sounds appropriate because at least within an inflatable costume, there's no, like you're basically wearing a full body suit. Oh, like a hazmat yeah. Suit, like right? honestly, to get close to me, you can't. Like it almost gives me that six foot radius as I walk around. Perfect. So that's all you yeah. need. So I should be uh, completely healthy after that. Um, but I'm going to field this conversation to a few of you guys so you guys can tell me about your moments. I'm going to start off with um, uh, Cozy. Cozy, you you tell me what you think uh, or what your spookiest or spookiest memories are. Uh, yeah, so the game that I want to bring up. So actually, if you watch the stream that myself and Mitch did uh, playing Pokemon over on Sunday, you actually will already know about this moment that I'm going to talk about. But I specifically wanted to talk about the alien invasion sequence from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah. So there is a ranch in that game where uh, if you normally when the game starts out, you can only enter the ranch on the kind of third day. But uh by means of a large bomb you're eventually able to enter into it on the first day and when you do so you meet up with the kind of ranch ladies and they basically explain to you or rather the younger sister explains to you that there are these aliens that are that come by every year of the festival and basically attempt to abduct the ranch's cows and basically by following down that quest line you eventually uh end up uh being enlisted by her to uh, take uh, to your bow and arrow and defeat the aliens. You know, right now, watching this video, they don't look all that creepy, but back in the day, fighting off these aliens in the dead of night a Majora's Mask was creepy as shit. Uh, their designs are vaguely based off of the Flatwoods monster. They're not obviously as creepy as some of the uh, kind of uh, eyewitness descriptions of that monster in real life, but I still think that they have a kind of uncanniness that is unusual, I would say, to like most other monsters in the Legends of the series. And I think that combined with the music, combined with just... Uh, so one thing that I didn't mention is that obviously you're supposed to get through this sequence in one piece, but if you lose, if you let the aliens abduct the cows, they also abduct the younger sister, then list you onto this mission. And she basically comes back the next day brainwashed. And if you try to talk to her, she basically won't say anything. And then it's only by the third day that kind of her memories and sense of self come back to you. And she's just completely like out of it. It's a everything all around about this quest is incredibly creepy. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, you AJ, a good you... pregnant pause there. Yeah, no, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, no, uh, this, this is also one for me that I totally forgot about uh, either that or I blocked it out because yeah, it de definitely playing it as a kid made me feel, uh, incredibly uneasy. Um, but, um, in a similar vein, um, in Ocarina of Time, um, the re-dead in the family tomb kind of got me and cause 
what would happen in um when you fought against those guys was specifically the um they're they're essentially just zombies right and you're you're crawling into this tomb to get this um uh to progress the story i'll just say it's been a while um and in it there are zombies kind of guarding and protecting the tomb and if you get seen by the zombie you get petrified and frozen stiff and you can't move and they slowly just lumber their way over towards you um and uh you hear this blood-curdling scream as they do it uh which is just a basic sound effect to, to let you know that hey this is happening and um then they latch they'll if they get close enough they will latch onto you and drain your life um uh that that uh, specifically i remember uh being incredibly frightening as a kid uh yeah you're showing it up on on stream right now um i don't know if this guy's gonna get uh, oh yeah he's petrified he, now he, he and, got paralyzed but he, yeah. he's not gonna get attacked he's not gonna him, get eaten but yeah no it was um definitely very very nerve-wracking as as a kid um and uh, another one that that um, I remember specifically, um, and this is from when I was uh, maybe seven or eight. Um, I I had a hard time getting through the first level in Duke Nukem sixty four, um, which is the hmm. Hollywood Holocaust level. I can do that level no problem now, but for me it was the the very un like uncomfortable alien noises there were it was kind of jump scare like um the the level's called hollywood Hol holocaust and i remember uh playing with my uh my cousins a few times and we were trying to beat it but we were just so scared we kept dropping the controller anytime something would happen in it um yeah those aren't you you know traditionally scary games either of the ones that i brought up there but uh for for me like as a kid trying to na navigate the, the 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 3d world and stuff and anything could could come from you know whatever side of you and you know until i learned to separate you know reality from fiction no this is just a game i can handle this whatever you know that uh that's kind of the 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 stuff that that got me so watching this uh duke nukem 3d footage I, mm -hmm. I can imagine that one thing that didn't help is that your field of view is pretty small. And yeah. like, I know, I understand that it's a first person shooter. Of course, your field of view isn't going to be gigantic, but I can only imagine that that increased the feeling of kind of claustrophobia and terror that you experienced. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as like an eight year old kid, for sure. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Uh, Alex. Let's uh, hear Whoa. some of your memories of your being okay, spooked. Okay, so, so I've kind of got two that really come to mind when it comes to, like, spooky. Well, one of them is, like, you would think of as, like, spooky game. The other one is kind of not traditionally thought of as a spooky game, but atmospheric as fuck. Um, so I'll start with, like, the spooky ones first, and that's Dead Space. The Dead Space series is phenomenal, especially the first one that really leaned hard into like almost being resident evil but in space and like i absolutely love the dead space series like i thought it was so cool to have zombies 
but instead of instead of um, kind of subverting the expectations with them with like instead of shooting them in the head you gotta detach limbs which is usually like a no-no when it comes to zombies in traditional media and so the necromorphs were just really cool enemies and that game is the, especially the first one is terrifying as fuck because you are also you're not a soldier or you're not a cop or anything you're just a guy an engineer having a really bad day and you got to use your power tools to fucking kill some zombies and so i absolutely love dead space i am really sad that that series got killed the way that it did no pun intended um <laughs> and i just i wish I honestly really wish that EA, like with a lot of the games that they have in their backlog, would do a remaster of at least Dead Space 1 and 2. Um, 3 is fine. I don't hate it. But just Dead Space 1 and 2 are phenomenal. But, like, spooky-wise, Dead Space 1, very, very good. Especially when you fight the the enemy that just regenerates no matter how much you shoot at it. And, like, it, kind of like a kind of like Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. Um that was like really big just i love that series and i just wish that i could that's one of the things i'm actually excited about with the series x is i was looking through the backwards compatibility and both dead space or all three of them are backwards compatibility on on xbox so i might actually play through dead space when i get my series x because i miss that series a lot but when it comes to the sort of no more tradition or less traditional spooky game but still is very still has its moments um it's bioshock like bioshock is not a game that you think of as a horror game but it has a lot of horror elements in it i would say i mean especially the first one um, the original one especially yeah yeah with like with rapture being like the in the state that it is when you're in it and then the splicers them talking to themselves they're all like um they're all like kitted out on adam it's like really or is it adam or is it eve Eve is the blue liquid. I get that confused all the time myself, yeah. to be honest. I can't remember. A exactly. Adam is the, Adam is what you extract from the the little the girls. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the, the hypos sisters. are Eve, Eve hypos. Got it. Yeah, okay. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That um but yeah, like there's a few moments specifically in BioShock that really like I remember because it came out in 2007 and so to make you all feel old, I was 8 years old when BioShock Fuck came you. out. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so yeah like i was not at an age where i probably should have been playing that game because that game was that that game really got to me um quite a bit um specifically two moments that i'm thinking of one is the first time you see the big daddy because it's like you hear the you hear the little sister and then there's the splicer that tries to tries to take the little sister and then mr bubbles comes with the drill and there was something about that of just like oh i'm gonna fight that later i i don't want to uh and so that, that really here got it to is me. but yeah. specifically yeah like just uh just i don't know there's something about just the the big daddy and just how fucking unrelenting it was and the the sound design in bioshock was really great and yeah right here with the smashing the head against the glass yeah. really really got to me as a as a kid but um, as well, the big moment that I think a lot of people resonate with is when you get the revolver for the first time, and it's you hear the woman talking to the baby in the stroller, and mm -hmm. after you, you kill her, you find out it wasn't a baby at all, it's a gun. There's something about that moment in particular that has stuck with me ever since, and it is 
like there's so many moments like that through all throughout the the first bioshock especially and yeah bioshock is is it's one of the greatest games of all time so and it, it spooked me quite a bit and still is super atmospheric even today absolutely yeah you want you want to hear about something actually scary? Okay. Well, here we go. When so my both of my examples are kind of novel uses of the game's technology, and like they're they're more modern titles. Uh, the first is Alien Isolation. Ooh. So that game will scare the bejesus out of anybody. Any moment you have to interact with the alien, because what's worse is the game is listening to you. So if you make too much noise or you've got your camera set up and it's picking up audio, if you're not quiet enough, the alien will find you and it will murder you and it will be mm. scary as hell. So if you're not if you're not a fan of that, either disable the microphone, but don't because that was honestly the best way to play that game. All the lights off, being really quiet. You hear the footsteps, you hear the crawling, you hear the and you freak the hell out. And you make too much noise, and it fucks you every time. And it, uh, every time. Uh, the second of which is one of the very interesting mechanics that they introduced in Until Dawn. And this is a game that I played, I think it was Halloween. It was either Halloween or Christmas for some reason. And we had a group over, and we were playing it as a group, making the decisions and everything. And one of the moments came up of, don't move the controller. And not moving the controller when you're in a room of people who are all very tense and looking way too adamantly at the screen only to get jump scared. And I didn't I didn't get scared by the game. I didn't jump from the game. I jumped from everyone around me jumping and we messed it up. And it was bad. But it was uh-huh. very, very entertaining for the for the for the state we were all in of playing this horror game together collectively. And for us all to get spooked and us all to like the controller ended up moving and the, uh, oh man. Like, that game did such a great job of utilizing what it had to tell a really good story. Um, and those specific moments of the way they use the technology to enable more, uh, more like, interactive, like, more, more, like, that's the word I'm looking for. I'm looking, oh, man. Like, moments that you wouldn't normally have interacted with in a game you're now interacting with because they were novel enough to come up with the idea of using what they had and... It made those games scarier because of it, and I hate scary games, which is why most of my examples are modern, because when I was a kid, there was no way in hell. I got scared playing Doom 3, just because it was too dark. Yeah. So that just shows you the level of spoopy that I am comfortable with. But those examples that I played through on more modern hardware, as an adult, with less of a chance of pissing myself, I say less, I don't say 0% chance, less of a chance. (laughs) Of pissing myself, uh, were really, really good and really atmospheric for the time that I played them in. Uh, one other thing that I was actually just mm-hmm. reminded of, uh, my girlfriend's in the chat, um, and she uh, reminded me that I actually sat her down with no context, gave her um, an Xbox controller, and said, "Here, play this," uh, and she played all the way through Gone Home. Oh. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah with no context no knowledge of it i didn't tell her what was gonna happen that is and the way she to play that game. Yep. absolutely and she uh, was horrified she she had no idea what was going to happen in it and i'm not going to spoil it here but it, it uh the start of the game is you show up at a house um and you know your parents 
aren't there. They, they've gone out. Your sister is not there. She's gone out somewhere. You're home alone at this new house that they inherited uh, from, like, some weird crazy uncle or something like that. Um, and, and the entire atmosphere is you're exploring this dark, strange place that looks lived in. There's some familiar um, aspects of, of your childhood there. And then there's a bunch of other weird, like, newspaper clippings about a, a crazy guy um, who happened to own the house previously. Like, it, it sets up the atmosphere uh, so well. And um, I, I'm super thrilled that she uh, stuck through it uh, because I'm quite sure she was ready to uh, throw the controller into my TV. And I'm very glad she didn't. So I, I lied earlier when I said uh, I hadn't played spoopy games because I played Gone Home uh, the second or third day after it came out um, on Greg Miller's recommendation at the time. He just said, look, I know it's on PC, but you, that's the only place you can go play it. Play it now. Be a PC dork just for that one day. Um, and I played it not knowing anything about the game. I completely like like turned everything off about it and yeah walking around that house was really um interesting um and i like the dread of going from room to room and then eventually nothing happening but then near the end there was more dread yes that's that's all i can say um and the way that uh the team here was able to manage to create this environment this house which felt alive um and at the same time you don't know what was coming every single time so no this is definitely um uh this is definitely a um a good game to bring up because i yeah it really captures that without being a scary game hmm. anybody else in gone home it was wonderful play it i no absolutely loved it Again, going in blind oh, yeah. was the best way to do it because I was so tense the entire time, not knowing what to expect, and was pleasantly surprised by the. If end you of haven't it. played it, it, it and you have PS Plus, it was a PS Plus uh, game at one point, so you might have it in your backlog yeah. to play. Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, not not it wasn't too long ago. I don't think. I'll look that up while you wrap up the segment. Right. It was also free on EGS at some point recently. So. I think we can all agree that the message of Halloween is spoopiest. Uh, you want to be spoopied um, and scared, and but maybe just play a fun game. So I, th- There's many so I thought it, I, th- I, I thought Gone Home was free. Yeah, I thought Gone Home was free more recently, but I'm looking at the month that it came out. Uh, there were still Vita games on the list, and that month was June 2016. So I am totally yeah. Wrong. I thought it was a while. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and yeah. I am, I feel old as balls. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, I don't need to yell at you for that. It's because I'm back. Um, but I think <laughs> at the end of the day, we all learned we should be friends. Always. Yeah, it's not about the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's about the friends we made along yeah. the way. So, um, and that's how we'll wrap up the spoopiest gaming memories. If you have spoopy gaming memories that you would like to share with us, reach out to Twitter and uh, or just tag Mitch George relentlessly for some reason. Yeah, because I love spoopy yes. things. Send as many spoopy things as you can. He enjoys that. Please don't. No. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so now is the time for the outro. So, uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to check us out on Twitch, 
rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on our Twitter account at PressYYZ. We also now have an Instagram account that we are trying to post to regularly and a YouTube uh, channel. So, uh, um, and we'll keep you up. YouTube channel is coming along the way. It is all set up and ready to go. Like you can totally visit it, but we don't have any actual content on it, which is why we don't, we're not sharing the link to it just Okay. So coming soon. Spoilers. Very soon. Coming very, very soon. So, uh, but all our socials will keep you up to date with when we go live and post new episodes. And of course you can find the rest of the crew on social media. Alex, hit me up. All right, if you want to see any of the behind-the-scenes photos from Access Granted or just my regular bullshit on Instagram, it's uh, Blatantly Alex. Uh, Twitter as well for your regular dose of bullshit as well. Uh, blatantly underscore Alex. And that's what I'll leave it to. All right, Cozy? Yeah, well, you can find me as usual on Twitter at Alex Kazina. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash live. Again, I'm going to be hosting my upcoming Extra Life stream there on November 6th. Uh, that's a Friday. It's going to be from 1 p.m. until 1 a.m. Lots of fun entertainment will follow. Uh, I am also going to be streaming, of course, as usual, after this stream concludes. I think I'm going to just go back and play some more Pokemon because that game is really, really great. And if any of you want to join me in it, you're more than welcome to do so. Both you, my hosts that I'm podcasting with, and also you in the chat as well. So please keep an eye out on my Twitch channel. Uh, Mitch, who will probably join Cozy on playing Pokemon. Maybe, maybe not. I got a few games that I need to take a look at for review, but you can find me anywhere you find me. uh, Mr. Mitch George, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, that's Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays usually, but that's always subject to change because I'm busy. But I may pop into Cozy Stream once in a while, especially when there's Pokemon to play. So Sweet. Yeah. Um, and AJ? You can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Sweet. Uh, follow me at the underscore NMAC on... Uh, I've now changed my Instagram to that as well as Twitter. Um, I need to get better at using Instagram because I'm an old man and I need to figure out how this social media stuff works. Um, but in the meantime, we'll, we'll teach you how to do the Instagrams through the podcast ooh, account. Don't worry. Uh, sweet. I'm looking forward to that until next time. Thanks for playing. Take care guys.